You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Bobby, thank you so much for spending some time with us on this Saturday afternoon. We welcome you in. How you doing? I'm good, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, a little over 24 hours away from the big game. You know, this is... This is what we've been waiting for. Uh, before we do start talking NBA, do you do you do you have a pick in this game, or do you have uh, you know uh, a dog in this fight? Anybody you're rooting for? I mean, no. I mean, I think I probably, if just from a roster building standpoint, I I would I like how what Cincinnati has been able to do. They kind of remind me a little bit of like the Grizzlies, as far as you know when you draft and you develop, and you know their quarterback Joe Burrow is like John Morant and. I think, you know, certainly how the, the Rams have built their roster of trades, high-level free agents, guys bought out of their contracts. It's similar to, um, you know, maybe what the Lakers have been able to do, and which is not that good. But they, they've, gotten to the, they've gotten to the Super Bowl. But So there's just two contrasts in, in styles, and I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I really do. I think it will be two, uh, two pre, pretty evenly uh, matched teams. I'm I'm with you as well. All right, uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on or, or what what did transpire this week. And uh, and first things first, your your thoughts on the Nets 76ers trade? Was there a winner in this? Your thoughts on on how it went down and uh, and and who each team, uh, were in, as well as not players but also draft picks, uh, what they were able to attain. Yeah, I mean, I think they both accomplished what the goal was, right? I think for Philadelphia, they saw a window where they have an opportunity to win a championship, and they couldn't let an opportunity of, of getting a you know top twenty player and, and James Harden go by the wayside, and they had to give up probably more than what they were going to ask. Um, you know, they what they they probably thought they would have had to give up when you look at Curry, Drummond, and then um, and then two number ones here. I think for Brooklyn, it's probably more about. I know people are still saying, you know, this is probably one of the favorites to, to come out of the East, but I mean, there is a lot of work to do as far as this year, as far as just to get, you know, just to get into the round of eight. I mean, where they're sitting right now and eventually Durant and Simmons will come back. I think this is kind of more about the future for them um, because I don't know what Ben Simmons will look like when he does come back and play. And we've got 30 games left uh, in the season and certainly a career situation continues to hang around. So, I think, you know, it's it's disappointing. I think, you know, that we only saw these guys for 13 games. And, you know, I mean, the reality is that two players who quit on their teams were traded for each other. I mean, you know, Harden this year and, you know, Simmons before the, before the season here. And this is, you know, Zach Lowe has a great article up. And it, this is really the last big opportunity for James Harden to kind of prove himself wrong because he's, you know, has not been good in the playoffs. Um, he, it's the same situation that happened in Houston. But, he goes to a new situation. He gets Joel Embiid to play with, and I think it'd just be interesting as far as the dynamic there. But all in all, um, you know, I think Brooklyn might have dodged the ball a little bit because they would have had to deal with a you know an expensive contract in the offseason. They get a little bit a little bit younger, um, and some of the drama that's been kind of hovering over this organization is now um, you know temporarily removed. Um. You know, let, let's talk about Harden for a second, right? Because I've been fielding a lot of calls this afternoon, somewhat surprising to me, um, you know, folks calling in and, and defending Harden. Like, you know, why is he the villain in all of this? He didn't sign up for what Kyrie decided to do in, in Brooklyn. You know, my thing is, and, and, and based on, on, you know, the, uh, the, the, the column, of course, that you were referring to and, and what happened in the 11th hour and some inside information on how this all went down. 
is the passive aggressive way. And, and if there's truth to this, which I want to believe there is, where, you know, Harden's telling executives, such as at one point in time yourself, hey, I'm in, I'm invested, I'm here. But yet, uh, behind the scenes, you know, the Nets higher ups, the suits, they're hearing from agents across the NBA. Hey, listen, Harden is trying to um, manipulate his own exit plan here. What's going on? Is he available or not? So two, two things here. Number one, is there truth to that? Do you know anything? Number two, if there is, as an executive, you know, how do you handle a player that's so passive aggressive? Well, yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of smoke to where, you know, Harden, you know, back channel, you know, have people within his camp, you know, had an eye on Philadelphia and they figured out what's the best way to do it. And the best way to do it is fake an injury. I mean, I mean, James Harden is going to probably play next week, you know, with that strained hamstring and miraculously he'll be healthy. Um, and then the other thing is, is that to basically tank what you're doing on the court. And I think you can go to the Sacramento game where he scored four points. I mean, you know, if you're an all NBA or all-star player, that doesn't happen. So, you know, he's got the right to do how he's, you know, he got his wish at the end of the day. He got his wish to get to Philadelphia, and certainly it leaves a little bit of a distaste because we saw it last year in Houston. You know, it's the same thing that happened in Houston um, kind of a, a year ago, him getting his way to get to, uh, you know, Brooklyn. He wanted, certainly wanted to go to Philadelphia. So, I mean, I mean, I guess we can, you know, James Harden can do as he pleases here, but, there's a track record as far as him leaving not in a, in, a, in, a, in a great way. And, yeah, we could blame the Kyrie Irving situation and a part-time player, and that certainly, you know, maybe that does, maybe this doesn't happen if Kyrie's playing and stuff. But all I know is that a player quit on his team, and he used an injury that wasn't there to do so, and now he has his wish, and it's in a, in a sexy uniform. Bobby Marks joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so um, let's talk about Ben Simmons, right? We haven't seen him play since June. Um, now he comes a new lease on life, I want to believe, here in, in Brooklyn. How, how do you think this is going to pan out for Ben and, and how he's going yeah. to mesh with Katie and Kyrie? And what are your expectations for the Nets the remainder of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, certainly when you have scores around him, you know, with Durant and, and Irving, certainly you get Seth Curry. We'll see what happens with, uh, with, with Joe Harris, if he can get back this year. I think that helps um, compared to what he had in, um, you know, in, in Philadelphia as far as from a roster standpoint. He does not have to be the main, uh, the main guy. I mean, here's a guy, um, you know, that's still only 25. He's an all-NBA type defense. And, yes, there are flaws on the offensive standpoint. I just – for me, I just think it's where is his body as far as there's one thing from working out every day and then there's another thing from being in NBA game shape and how long is it going to take him to get up to that? And, and will we see him, you know, the Ben Simmons um, that we saw a year ago, will we see that, you know, at all this year or, or are we going to have to wait? But I think I think he'll fit in fine. I mean, I really do. I mean, I think you can – I think Steve Nash can experiment different lineups. I think it helps – Brooklyn from a defensive standpoint, certainly rebounding for a team that kind of ranks in, in, in the bottom uh, of the NBA. Um, now for the 76ers, uh, how, how do you see this meshing? Uh, because everything, again, the track record with Harden is we've seen a honeymoon phase, right? And then it falls by the wayside. Uh, your thoughts on, on, on how Harden and Embiid are going to gel in Philadelphia? 
Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. I mean, I know, um, you know, eventually down the road, you know, Father Time will probably catch up with Harden. That might be in year three or four, if, you know, if he's still there. Um, but in the meantime, I mean, you're, you're replacing the player that didn't play. Uh, I know you're subtracting Curry and Drummond, and you're adding an all-NBA player here. I just think it's, it'll be interesting as far as, you know, as, as you said, like the dynamic with Embiid as far as does Joel's touches go down, does the pace slow down a little bit, um, you know, Harden's usage rate because here's a player that needs the ball in his hands a lot. And, um, you know, maybe it was a down year this year. You know, he's certainly down as far as, you know, um, his field goal percentage is down. His, his three-point uh, percentage is down here. Um, so I am interested as far as with Embiid. But I, I still think, you know, between Milwaukee and Miami and, you know, Philadelphia, you, I mean, you add a player and you don't really give up much because, you know, that player that you're giving up wasn't on the court all year. Um, big picture here, right? like all-star break is going to take place. Then they get back in action. The Nets are still favored to win the championship at plus 380. Suns at 425, Golden State plus 425, 76ers 7-1 with the Bucks and the Heat 12-1. Um, uh, just to preface, my preseason pick was Golden State over the Heat for the championship. So I'm going to stick with the Golden State Warriors at plus 425. Um, if, if somebody was to hand you $100 and say, all right, here you go, Bobby. Um, where are you putting this on who you think is going to win the championship? I think Phoenix. I mm-hmm. mean, I really like what the Suns have done. I mean, it's a, they've, I think they've gotten better for a team that lost in six games in the NBA Finals. Um, you know, certainly they've added to their bench um, at the trade deadline. Um, their bench was already deep. They were, they were the best closing, you know, they've got the best closing unit to, to close games here. Uh, I saw Milwaukee out in L.A. when I was out there um, last week. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Connaughton injury to his hand, um, but they were just kind of finding their step. But then they go into a Phoenix and get blitzed on, um, you know, on Thursday night. And I think, you know, my two teams I had was uh, Utah and Miami. I would probably stick with Miami. I don't think I'll stick with Utah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the top three in the West, you know, when you add Memphis to that mix, they are really strong. And I think, as you said, the East is just wide open. I mean, we're talking about a Brooklyn team that's a favorite and has lost, what, where they've lost 10 games in a row. They'll probably be 11 tonight in Miami, and they're fighting. You know, they're a playing team right now, which is, you know, which is amazing. It's, it's going to be fun to, uh, to see down the stretch. Bobby, thank you so much for spending some time with us again on this Saturday afternoon. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow. Thanks, Anita. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN.